I'm Kevin Hines, and this is FitSpeak. From 1977, that was Ray McGuire and Trooper, and we're here for a good time, not a long time. Our guests today on FitSpeak 68 sort of fit that bill, as they're here for a good time, but they certainly have been here for a long time. Iron Will Rogers and Dynamic Derek Duvall, although I'm not sure if they had approve of being called that, have been around the world of triathlon here in the Lower Mainland for a long, long time, and they're still doing it, still doing amazing things in the sport. This year, Will Rogers has his sights set on the world record for the swim segment for his age at the ultra-distance triathlon. And Derek Duval, well, after capping off a photo finish win at the World Championships last year, he'll be back with a full roster of other races. In the first of our two-part series with these amazing guys, we talk to them about how they discovered the sport of triathlon, what the Ironman moving back to Penticton means to them, and some of their most memorable moments in the sport. I'm Kevin Hines, along with some guys who have been around the triathlon world for a long, long time. Uh, we finally got a chance to get together. We're sitting in a beautiful dining room here in South Surrey, and we'd like to first of all thank our gracious host, Derek Duval for uh, hosting this podcast. Thank you so much, Daryl. It's a pleasure. And along with Derek, we have a longtime triathlete, um, Will Rogers. Will, welcome to FitSpeak. Thanks. Great to be here. Well, we've had some uh, struggles to get here. I was having some issues with my GPS, and I finally decided just to walk from Mission. And it was a nice walk, beautiful night, 26 degrees. And I know, Will, you just drove in from, from where was that, Penticton? From Penticton, yeah. Yes. And Derek decided to uh, forego a night of umpiring to be part of this uh, broadcast. That's also a pleasure, giving that up. <laughs> so we're going to start it off with, I mean, you guys have been in the triathlon world for a long, long time. Let's get the, uh, let's clear the air. How old are you, Derek, right now? In my mind, 25. <laughs> my birth certificate, unfortunately, says 73. 1973. I'm 73 years. 73, 73 years. years. See, see, I'm, <laughs> I'm not the math guy. So, Will... You're uh, 60. I just turned 60 in December. Just turned 60 in December. And uh, I, I guess I'm the punk of the group turned uh, 56. I will turn 56 in, uh, in November. So before we get on with uh, questions of our personal lives and how we're connected to the sport and what it means to us, uh, speaking of uh, what it means to us, let's, uh, let's talk about it. I mean, it was voted 5-0 to zero unanimously. Um, Penticton City Council agreeing to... Uh, you know, pay the ransom and have Ironman Canada back there. So, Derek, I uh, understand you've done a few Ironmans in your time. What's that mean for you? I love the city of Penticton. In fact, if I could live there, 
that would be my first choice in British Columbia. So I'm very supportive of the community. I'm delighted that it's come back. The, the people that live there deserve it, and more so, the merchants deserve the, you know, the money that the uh, race brings in. I, I'm delighted that it's going back. So you're a happy camper. Now, uh, off microphone, we're having a conversation about the Ultra Wars, but let's just focus on the Ironman. So, uh, Will, no doubt you've done more than your fair share of Ironman races, uh, biking the course, running out to OK Falls in all sorts of weather. What's it mean for the Ironman going back to Penticton for you? Um, I'm, of course, uh, uh, like Derek, all, all for it. Um... I spent the last week up in up in the area in staying in Summerland, but dealing uh, with a lot of people in Penticton. We talked about it. I have family there in Penticton, um, and talked to people that have all different sorts of ideas. I was at the bike barn chatting with them as, as well. Um, they're all for it. There's some there's some people who have uh, you know they have sort of sort of misgivings about uh, a sport that was there. You know, coming back, maybe they thought they had their time in the sun. It's time for somebody else to take it. But most people are very, very supportive of it. And of course, there was, there is a. I've heard different amounts from four hundred thousand to six hundred thousand dollars to be paid to Ultraman, um, or to, to, sorry, to Ironman. To but the Ironman. Um, yeah, the Ironman for Penticton. Uh, the uh, and I think the biggest issue, just from reading some of the comments and some of the uh, uh, newspaper articles that came out, um, was. You know they don't want they don't want Ironman to take away from the event, other events that have now um, sort of anchored themselves up there with uh, like the Grand Fondo mm. and other other events that uh, have come festival, back. Festival, festival, yeah, all, all, all that, right? Mm. And they don't want uh, the, the city to give up uh, supporting them in place of uh, having to support uh, something like like Ironman. And, and another good example of that is the Skaha Lake Ultra Swim, which has come back now for the third year. Uh, and took I think a 15, 10 or fifteen year hiatus, mm-hmm. and uh, because it wasn't very popular. And then the first year they came back, they had like oh well over a hundred applicants yeah. uh, both years. So there's a concern. These things are these things crop up, and I'm just thrilled to death, and I'll be signing up for next year. <laughs> uh, if it, if it, if it is going to be put on next year, then I'll be probably racing it. Yeah. So that'll be uh, bringing back the memories. Have you done Whistler? I have not done Whistler. Um, I've worked it so I've, mm-hmm. uh, on, as a paramedic okay. on the bikes, and so I've seen uh, I've seen the course. Um, Whistler is one of those places that um, uh, it's a resort. It's more of an actual resort town. It's very expensive to stay there. Um, they have something going on almost every weekend mm-hmm. of every year. So Ironman to them, I seen was seen more or less as just one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the weather is highly unpredictable and can be very, and, very nasty. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the year that I worked it, I woke up in the morning and looked at this just unbelievably torrential pelting rain coming down the morning, you know, of the race. And I'm going like, my goodness, am I ever glad I'm not racing. Uh, 2015. And 2015. That's yes. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Penticton can be unpredictable as well. It is up in the, it, it is at a bit of elevation, but uh, it, it just seems like Whistler has, uh, is more susceptible to extremes. Yeah. And, uh, and, and at short notice extremes as well. I mean, I've done some cold races in Penticton. Mm-hmm. I've done 20, uh, 25 race Ironmans now mm-hmm. in Penticton. Wow. In and, Penticton? In Penticton, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so, um, so, yeah, I've seen the, the, from all, the whole gamut of weather up there mm-hmm. um, over the years. So. And one of the things I noticed about the Penticton race, uh, just the, the 
pride that the community, and not only just the community of Penticton, but the, the whole Okanagan, the whole South Okanagan. I was, uh, it was just three years ago, and I mean, they hadn't had an Ironman race there, an Ironman branded race there in, in five years. And there was this old fella, you know, probably in his 60s at the IGA in Okanagan Falls, pushing around his grocery cart, Iron Army volunteer shirt from mm -hmm. probably 15 years ago. So, you know, the dedication and just the fabric of the community that Iron Man has, you know, you know, interlocked with the community is, is something. So, uh, yeah, it sounds like most of the folks here are kind of happy to, to see it return to uh, its roots in Penticton. But enough for that. Uh, let's talk about us. So, uh, Derek, how long have you been in this crazy sport of triathlon? 36 years. 36 years. And Will, you've been doing this forever as well. Uh, my first year was 86. 1986. Uh, and uh, finished uh, one of my races uh, on the grounds of Expo. Mm -hmm. Expo 86 here in Vancouver. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, the first time I'd seen Derek, and he probably doesn't remember this, but I remember, uh, probably about three years ago, um, it was a nice, warm summer day, and it was in Lake Padden. And you were going on a training swim there. And I think we we're coming out of the water at about the same time when we started, I don't know, talking about the corporatization of the Iron Man and how uh, happy or unhappy we were with the you know, state of affairs. And Will, my first memory of you, uh, goes back to easy memory. It would have been the July long weekend in the year 2000. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, um, of course, back then there wasn't a lot of races, but the one that people would do the July long weekend in Western Canada was the Great White North Triathlon in Stony Plain. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And the reason I remember this guy is because I was noticing he was pretty fast, but he had the best tan of anybody <laughs> on the race course. Uh, was that you? Uh, could very well have been. Yes. I mean, I, uh, we have, uh, we have uh, friends, good friends that live up there. Um, and, uh, you know, I have a, 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 a group that we trained with and became friends with, and they have family up there. So we would go up and, and take over their house uh -huh. for the weekend. And uh, it's one of, the, one, of the, uh, one of my favorite races is the Stony Plain uh, Great, Great White North Half Ironman, yeah. uh, especially the original course. Yeah, uh, the it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I just look forward to doing that every year. Yeah. Usually for a lot of us uh, people, that was the very first time we had a chance to actually swim in a lake for that year because, well, I mean, I was originally from Alberta, so this was get the wetsuit, jump in yep. the lake, and, and see what you can do. So we've been in the sport for quite a long time. Now, Derek, you're originally uh, not a triathlete. In fact, your sporting history goes back to a whole lot of things. But growing up uh, as a kid, did you have any sports heroes growing up? Well, growing up in the Hamilton area, Everybody that played for the Hamilton Tiger Cats walked on water. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, that was a given. And just down the road, 35 miles, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm -hmm. In fact, I was there in 1967 when they last won the Stanley Cup. And uh, Clarence Campbell gave the Stanley Cup to Captain George Armstrong. And I've been in tears all these years. <laughs> it's, it's been a rough four decades, man. It has. Mm -hmm. So... I guess uh, my two favorite hockey players were uh, the late Johnny Bauer 
And Frank Mahovlich. Frank Mahovlich. His pitcher is sitting right behind us. Ah, we're going to have to take a look at that. So, sporting heroes at the time. Yep. And, uh, Will, for yourself, originally from BC or from out of province? No, no. I was born here in Vancouver okay. and then lived the first five years of my, of my life in Ashcroft. Okay. Um, and then uh, we moved, because of my dad's health at the time, we moved back to the coast. And uh, been basically, I've been on the same spot since 1963 in Cloverdale. Deep, deep. So roots. yeah, mm-hmm. so I've seen a lot of changes. Of Absolutely. Course. Um, so growing up in the household as a kid, did you, you know, did you have your Frank Mahovliches or? Um, I, I did. It was more or less through my dad's eyes. My dad yeah. was a big, big sports fan. Mm-hmm. Um, there were the, you know, the BC Lions, of course, and uh, the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I actually got to meet a, a handful of Canucks in, when I was young. I just wanted to ask, Derek, can you remember the last time the Canucks won the Cup? I, I'm having problems <laughs> um, here. Minus 50 years. <laughs> so let's go back to Derek for a minute. So we know that you're a triathlete, and uh, we're going to talk about just what a competitive kind of guy you are in, in just a little bit. But uh, what got you? Uh, what got you into sports? You're a big football guy. In fact, your history is with the CFL. Well, I've had two tryouts with CFL teams, Hamilton when I was 18, and later on with the BC Lions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but football and hockey were my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, triathlons weren't invented at that time. <laughs> so, growing up in the Hamilton area, it was your goal to play in the CFL. If you could do that, you, you had it made. Mm-hmm. And, and perhaps you found a career that was a bit more lucrative financially than playing in the CFL. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I'm not so sure about that. Oh, but, okay. Uh, you know, I went to university for 13 years, and um, it's a valuable lesson that I tell young people. You pick what you're good and passionate about. The money will look after itself if you do the job right. And in 1990, I enrolled at the University of British Columbia and did a post-grad degree in exercise physiology. Went on in the United States to become a strength and conditioning coach. And it's not a job. It's a love mm. that I would do for anybody, and it isn't necessarily about money. Okay. And you also have some medical background as well, right? Well, I have a doctorate degree in dental medicine, mm-hmm. uh, plus part of my degree at UBC was in the faculty of medicine. So I have some skill at it. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm in pretty good hands. Here's just a quick uh, disclosure. Four weeks ago, I had this mini heart attack, but I know Derek could be able to help me. But Will is also in the uh, medical uh, field. Uh, tell us about your professional background, Will. Uh, I've been a licensed paramedic in BC since... Uh... Ah, nine, oh, 1987, 1986? No, uh, yeah, 1986, very end of 1986. And uh, yeah, it's been a, been, a, a, been a great career. I think I'll stick with it for a while. <laughs> and, um, and I've worked uh, exclusively uh, in, down in the Lower Mainland here. So, and at, at various stations around the Lower Mainland. So the Lower Mainland basically is my backyard, my office where I work mm-hmm. out of an ambulance. And what were you doing as a kid growing up? Uh, any high school sports that you like? I was to an play? athlete. I was an athlete of the year in my high school. Oh, really? Yeah. So tell us about that. That was that was all rugby related. Oh, okay. But I also played every sport I can get my hands on. Mm-hmm. Um, the school I came from at Lower Tweedsmere in Cloverdale was not a big school at the time. 
400, maybe 450 students at the, at the most. But we were able to, uh, you know, in certain sports, we were able to go quite, quite high in, in, in tournaments and playoffs and stuff like that. And we actually won the, the BC High School Rugby Championship uh, the year I was in grade 11. What year would have that been? That would have been 76. Back in 76. Yeah. And good so, year. And so, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been great. Um, uh, I got out of athletics after high school and gained a ton of weight and then mm. decided to get back into it around 1984-85. Started with running and, uh, and signed up for uh, my first 10K, which was the Vancouver Sun Run. Very popular yeah, race. <laughs> yeah, and, and of course did, it, did everything wrong for a 10K and then uh, and, uh, enjoyed it so much. Uh, um, and they were handing out pamphlets for other races which I did, had no idea existed. So I started doing a couple other races and I met up with uh, a gentleman who said, well, you, you know, you look like you're more than just a runner. because so fair, I'm fairly heavily built. And um, I said, well, I've been swimming as well since January. And this, this was, of course, in, in uh, May or June. And uh, he said, well, you should try doing a triathlon. And I said, I said that's crazy. I what, could what's a triathlon? I could never do a triathlon. <laughs> I, I knew what a triathlon okay. was. I'd seen the Iron Man from Kona on TV, uh-huh. going, these people are absolutely nuts. Yeah. And then, um, and I, I looked it up and found Lake Padden. Mm. Uh, Popular uh, choice. <laughs> uh, triathlon and uh, borrowed a friend's bike and started cycling. And then I bought my first bike for 600 bucks out of Cloverdale and, uh, and started that race. Never finished it. Got two flats. And that's the only triathlon I've never finished. It's my very first one. My goodness. Yeah. And, and you kept coming back and back and... Yeah, I went from there to Cultus Lake. Uh-huh. And uh, then I went up to uh, uh, Penticton for the Peach Classic. Mm. And I was staying at the hotel there. And, I, and a, a gentleman came, out of, uh, came up to the elevator at the same time I did. And I looked at him and I recognized him. And we'd used to work together. Huh. And we had no idea we were doing races. And so, and we were, we, we, we remained friends. I had dinner at, at his place last night and, and we became racing and training partners for over 20 years after that. And who's this fellow's name? Kevin Sweetman. Kevin Sweetman. <laughs> <laughs> Who lives in Pentex and he's retired, but he's also working and I've retired two years ago and I'm still back working, which is fine. I love the job. So it's, uh, it's, and, it's, and now of course uh, I can set my own schedule. Mm-hmm. Which makes life a lot easier. Yes, that's why. He, <laughs> that's why he still has a tan, or maybe he's got a brand new. One. <laughs> Derek, uh, tell us about your. How did you find out about triathlon? On a rainy Saturday in 1981, I'm watching ABC's Wide World of Sports, and here's this thing on TV I knew nothing about called the Ironman, and I'm watching it, and then I watched Julie Moss collapse ten feet from the finish mm-hmm. line, mm-hmm. and. TV cameras did not pick up Kathleen McCartney going down the sideline to be the first woman finisher. So I had finished playing football, and you can laugh at this. I'm 30 years old or thereabouts, saying, Oh, golly, I'm getting old. No, yes. (laughs) What am I going to do? So I entered the San Francisco Marathon. Never run a race in my life. And knocked off a three-hour and ten-minute time. Wow. One of really difficult courses, you know. Wow, 310 marathon. Then I thought, oh, that crazy race in Hawaii, the Ironman. So at that time, you applied to get in, and they accepted you or not on your athletic credentials. So I ended up there, along with a fellow that played for the Miami Dolphins in the NFL. And they thought that was kind of great, two football players going head to head. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so I finished 282nd at a time of 11 and a half hours or something like that. Well... 
okay, uh, can't go once. <laughs> so they go again and again and again and so forth. And um, 1985, I tell people I did a fourth event after the Ironman. Oh, what was that? Uh, two words. I do. I got married the next <laughs> afternoon, <laughs> which I'm still married to the same lady, Carrie. So uh, that was, uh, you know, probably the most special one. Absolutely. Uh, and there's times I've wanted to quit. One time in Penticton, the stress level of starting one of these races is pretty intense. You know, you get pretty cranky for a week or so before. So one day in Penticton, I said, this is it. I'm not doing another one of these. So I'm standing on the beach. I thought, I'm going to stand here. I'm going to let everybody else get in the water and beat on themselves. <laughs> well, it's like Moses came down, parted everybody out of the way, and here's this clear path right off the middle. So I thought, well, away First I'll go. First slot. So I finish. <laughs> I thought, that's the last swim we're doing. We get into the bike race. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> get into the run. This is the last time I'm doing it. I must I, have felt special. So I got with five miles of the finish. And something's starting to waffle in my mind. I get within two miles of the finish, and I can hear Steve King announcing. And I thought, we're not done. <laughs> and a couple other times I thought about leaving. But mm -hmm. now it's a matter of maintaining personal health. You cannot put a price on the health that I've been given. Blessed with, yeah. I mean, um, Do I like to win? You bet. Oh, we were uh, going to ask you oh, about yeah. that stellar race but, you had uh, down south. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's pretty funny, yeah. So, but, so uh, just to clarify, your first triathlon was an Ironman. Yep. That, I have no that, idea. That sounds like something Bob Babbitt would say. <laughs> <laughs> so I order a bike from Black Cycle and Comox, mm -hmm. and away uh, uh, I go. Uh -huh. And I had no idea training. Yeah. So I'd ride my bike to Victoria from Courtney, and then I couldn't figure out why I was tired the next day. <laughs> and you try to ride back, and you had to get picked up in the car. Mm -hmm. So silly things like that. Uh -huh. uh, but I think back to those earlier days, they were a lot of fun. And I developed friendships with people then that are still friends now. Yeah. And just wonderful. Yeah. I have wonderful memories. Probably the funniest thing that ever happened, not funny really, in 1983, they had an Ironman in Santa Monica, California. Oh, really? So, the day before, and the water's about 50 degrees, and wetsuits weren't, weren't even They weren't allowed. a thing. They weren't even yeah. allowed. Yeah. So, we're talking Santa Monica, we're talking Pacific Ocean, yeah. not a swimming pool. No, this is no ocean, right at the pier at Santa Monica. Okay. So, the day before, I'm out swimming in the cold ocean, and I see what I think is a dead beluga whale in the water. I thought, jeez. Beluga whales in California? I get a little closer. It was a deceased gentleman. Oh, no. So that was the story of the race that I bumped into a deceased <laughs> oh. gentleman. <laughs> so along comes the race. 15-foot surf. Um, I'm diving on the bottom, grabbing the sand as the surf rolls over, and find you get out past where it's breaking. And I come back, finish the race, and, geez, all the bikes are still on the pier. <laughs> I go do the bike, come back, bikes are still on the pier. The water had knocked out most of the people in the race, and I end up 44th. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd be out there in the bike in the run, and you wouldn't see anybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that was, yeah. that was uh, 
those two races stick up in my mind quite well. Absolutely. So, Will, you've done, you were saying earlier, uh, 25 Ironman distance races in, in Penticton. In Penticton. So you did the official I dot, M dot, uh, plus the challenge races, I'm assuming. Yeah. And, so, and uh, I, I did, I did uh, Kona mm -hmm. in 1989 with uh, the Iron War with Dave Scott. And, you were there. I was there. Uh -huh. the, um, that, that picture, that very, very, that very famous picture of... Um, Dave Scott and Mark Allen. This one, elbow to elbow. Yeah. yeah, that was taken about a hundred meters from me. Really? And trust me, I was going out, and they were coming in. Uh, <laughs> so you weren't challenging for third on. No, that day. no, I was finishing okay. number one thousandth. One thousandth. Yeah, at at that race in uh -huh. nineteen eighty nine, and then um, my I had some family there, and uh, one of the one of the the, the the memorable things. The very I was in Hawaii for a month. There's many many memorable memorable things about that race. But uh, as I came across the finish line, um, you know, I came across with my arms raised and everything else. And then I stopped. And like literally seconds later, this great big gentleman um, crashed into me from behind. And he had been, he was dressed all in pink, like in a pink singlet and pink shorts. Okay. And he... This was the 80s? This is, well, this is the 80s. This is 1989. Yeah. And it was great weather. We had very little wind, a little bit of overcast. Mm -hmm. So it was perfect weather. 88 and 89 were, were two of the best years they've ever had. Mm -hmm. And I understand one of the years just recently was very good as well. well last year when all the records were set, yeah. uh, that was yeah. very, very little wind, which was yeah. a the, major factor. The yeah. year before, it was brutally hot. Yeah. Brutally hot, apparently. So... Ger uh, Germans still win, but yeah. <laughs> but this gentleman, this gentleman patted me on the back and he said, "Thank you very much." And I go like, "For what?" Mm -hmm. And he goes, "Well, you're a great person to pace off of." Uh -huh. And I looked at my sister's photos, and he is 50 feet behind me the entire marathon. Wow! And uh, I had no idea he was there because I never looked behind me, and if mm -hmm. I did, I'd never noticed him. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, so that was one of the, the one of the more uh, stranger or uh, endearing things about mm -hmm. that race. I enjoyed every minute of the race, and I knew that I would probably never be back. So I mm -hmm. tried to soak it all in as yeah. much as I can. Yeah. And now I've gone back for Ultraman, and I've gone back on my own just for training and stuff mm -hmm. like that as well. I have, I, have, I have some good friends there now I can stay with. It's very easy for me to go there mm -hmm. and uh, pack my bike up and head there. And pr hopefully your bike doesn't get broken or cracked <laughs> along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, is, that, is, that is a problem. Uh, let's, um, let's talk about training a little bit and you know they say that triathlon is actually four sports and I mean with Derek the fourth sport is getting married but some people who are coaches say the fourth sport in triathlon is eating and fueling so um, how over the years has your nutrition evolved Derek uh, you know well it evolved from doing nothing <laughs> and doing nothing right to eating what you felt like so now I'm a little more particular and I'm <clears throat> I do consume a lot more protein. Um, I'm reasonably well educated in the field. Um, I'm not convinced that uh, carb loading uh, is necessarily true, but that's only my opinion. Uh, I will have it the night before, but I don't go gung-ho for weeks before. Mm -hmm. We'll hear more from Iron Will Rogers and dynamic Derek Duvall in our next edition of FitSpeak. In the meantime, here we go with your upcoming event schedule, and we lead things off in Maple Ridge and the 16th annual Ridge Meadows Run for Healthcare on Sunday, June 2nd. There's something for everyone at this year's event, including a 5K run and walk, a kids run, and a 10K run. Organizers say it's a flat course, so get ready to set a PB at this one. 
Once again, it's the annual Ridge Meadows Run for Healthcare, Sunday, June 2nd in Maple Ridge. To enter, just Google Maple Ridge Hospital Run and follow your links. And staying with running for just a minute more as we travel down the Highway 11 over to Abbotsford, folks over there are getting ready for this year's edition of the Run for Water, an event that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And this year it's being held on Sunday, May 26th. And they're offering a 5, 10, and 21K option. As you know, all the money raised goes to supply safe and reliable drinking sources in Africa. And it's super easy to sign up, so do it now. Go to runforwater.ca. That's runforwater.ca. Finally, let's talk cycling, and it's time for you to sign up for the biggest event in the Fraser Valley. And that, of course, is the Prospera Fraser Valley Grand Fondo. You have your choice of distances between the 160, 100, or the 50K ride. This year's event is being held on Saturday, July 20th. And now, here's your chance to win an entry to the Fondo. Just be the third person to email me the phrase, Iron Will. And you'll be going to the Prospera Fraser Valley Grand Fondo on Saturday, July 20th for free. Once again, all you have to do is be the third person to email me the phrase, Iron Will. You win the contest, you choose your distance, whether that's the 50, 100, or 160 kilometer route. The email information is at the bottom of this week's podcast. And just a reminder, if you have an event, whether that's a race, a clinic, or a new fitness group, we want to hear about it. Leave us a comment on our FitSpeak homepage, and we will be in touch with you.